Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Well, that's more like it. Week one was kind of a fantasy dud. Week two was a fantasy monster. What a week, and welcome to the show. Sunday night recapping the 1 and 4 p.m. games here as we get ready for Sunday night football here on CBS Sports Fantasy Football. Today, I'm Adam Azer with Heath Cummings and Dave Richard. Guys, last week, we had three quarterbacks score 25 or more more, uh, fantasy points in six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues, non-decimal scoring. This week, we've had, I think, 13. I wrote 12, but then I think the Hail Mary... Which is like a perfect cap to the first slate of games, right? Amazing. And don't forget the Thursday game was a bonanza too. I think 13. So that's already 10 more than last week. And we have three games left. I can really only think of one game where we had really high expectations and the results disappointed. The Chiefs game. The game of the week. The yeah. game. <laughs> What was the game of the week last week? It was oh, it was Browns Bengals. It was terrible. It was a terrible, terrible game. Joe Burrow had like one fantasy point. <laughs> I need to explain something about the game of the week. It's not. Yeah. It's not the big fantasy bonanza. That's right. gone. It's just supposed to be a good uh, game. Clearly, these were. It's just bug me now. These were one it's score the game. games. These are one score games, right? They were close, competitive. Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs Jacksonville kind of was. It was a one score game because the Chiefs decided to kneel at the two yeah, yard that's line. That's true. That's true. Yeah, those were those were duds. All right, so you know who to sit next week. Um, who's the biggest winner, Dave Richard, from Fantasy Week Two? How about a name that you gave everybody before the season and no one paid any attention, but Josh Reynolds of the Detroit Lions, who is still sitting on waivers in a ton of leagues. Six targets. What does he do when he gets six targets, Adam? Yeah, it was like 15 or more fantasy points, 12 or more. I forget what it was. Well, he had 12 just on two touchdowns, but he also had five catches for 66 yards on top of it. And if he keeps playing like this, we we, we don't know what Jamison Williams is going to be when he comes back. Yeah. Um, Dave froze for a second there. Heath. Good. I was glad that wasn't me. Toronto, I, I agree. Believe Dave, it or not, ends up being. Believe it or not. Sorry, and he Dave. ends up mattering all season long. Yeah, no, you froze a little bit there. Sorry, Dave. Yeah, of course I. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> You're just getting warmed up. That's okay. So, um, I I think uh, he's twenty percent rostered. Do you think Josh Reynolds should be more than fifty percent rostered? Yes. Uh, forty forty to fifty percent sounds really. I think he should be at least twice as rostered. But this is not a must start, right? This is a maybe if maybe a right. must roster, but not a must start. But good for him. Correct. Yeah, I'm sorry, Dave. Like the other one of the other wide receivers you gave as a winner has got to be the the big winner, or at least one of the. Well, big I winners. mean, the big winner is Puka Nakua. All right, so yeah, that's what we got to talk about here. Puka's got he set the NFL record, shattered it. Uh, I think how many catches did he have today? Did he have 15? 
you have any more, Dave? 20 targets, 15 catches, 147 yards. 15. It's a bad receiving average because it's not 10 <laughs> yards per catch, but he was well ahead of that before the end of the game. Just continued to get open against zone coverage. Good route running. He had a drop in the game. A couple of drops, actually, in the game. So he should have had even better numbers. But holy moly, if he's going to keep getting work like this, even if you cut it in half when Cooper Cup comes back, yeah, it's a, it's a guy who you can absolutely use in fantasy. Of course, he's a bigger winner than Josh Reynolds. I was trying to give you props for uh, Josh It's Reynolds. okay. I appreciate that. Now, Puka Nakua set the rookie record most catches in the first two games of a career. I think he had four more than the next best. All right, Heath, who's your big winner? I'll go with another guy who might only matter for two more weeks. Um, Zach Moss, 100% of the Colts running back carries, 100% of the Colts running back targets. Doesn't really matter how bad the matchup is in this offense, I don't think, if you're doing that. He is going to be a starter at running back until Jonathan Taylor returns. And it's possible that this video coming out showing that Jonathan Taylor can now run and cut is just to say to the Dolphins or another team, come get me. It might be that Zach Moss is the starting running back for the Colts for the rest of the season. Or it could be to say to the Colts, I'm going to be able to pass that physical. Don't think about trying to play games with my status because they could, if they can figure out a way, if they could weasel their way to keep him on pup for the whole year, then his contract holds. But what's the point of that? If you don't like, you don't want to pay him, they control his, his contract for another year. If you don't want to pay him or trade him right now, why do you want to have that option again next year? Because they might be able to get more and trade for him by then. I do not think his trade value will increase by sitting out for a year. All right, Zach Moss is a winner. He is only 57% rostered, and like Heath said, he got every touch uh, for uh, the running backs and a big Heath, game. is there anything the Colts do that makes a lot of sense? Um, I think it seems to me like drafting Anthony Richardson made a lot more sense than a lot of us thought it did when they did it at number four overall. I think that was a very good pick. I think it's looking pretty good. Now, he did leave with a concussion, and that stinks, but... Um, you know, I was going to say it, it wasn't really that bad of an injury day either. And then they had the Saquon Barkley thing. So we'll get to the injuries in a little bit. Barkley limping off with a minute and eight seconds left, I think. That was the worst. Um, but I got to go back to something Heath said here. You, you were, were you saying it facetiously or do you really not think Puka Nakua is going to matter when Cooper Cup comes back? I think it's like what's happening with Puka is he's playing that Cooper Cup role that could earn 20 targets in a game because Cooper Cup does that sometimes. I think it's very possible that Puka could be a number three wide receiver who sometimes falls flat once Cooper Cup's back. Now, just like I said, Jonathan Taylor might come back and be traded. Cooper Cup's old enough with a hamstring injury that's apparently kind of a chronic thing. Maybe he can't get healthy, and so Puka stays the number one. But I think if Cooper Cup comes back and is the number one, then you're hoping that Puka's a number three wide receiver. Okay. Let's see. Last week... 2-2 Atwell had eight targets. This week, 2-2 Atwell had nine targets. Yeah. I would imagine that that would be the range for Nakua once Cup comes back. Yeah. Well, another good game for Atwell, too. All right. Who's the biggest loser of week two, Heath? I hate to say this. Um, so Justin Fields. I gave him last week, try, like as a grace period, but I don't feel like he's improved at all in the pocket or in his like processing. I'm, I'm very concerned as a dynasty manager. 
specifically. Like this year, he's probably he's going to be a starting quarterback all year, and he's probably going to run enough to be a low end starter. It's fine, but I'm not sure that that he's going to take the next step. So you don't really have a lot of hope for him to be a top five quarterback this year or around that. You could turn if things you, around. If you told me that Anthony Richardson was going to play every game the rest of the season and not leave early, I think I'd rather have him. He was six of ten for ninety-five yards at halftime. Fields. Yeah. He takes a lot of sacks too. And he fumbles a lot. He fumbled twice. He didn't lose either of them, but that Yeah, happened a but lot he had some year. interceptions. Yeah, he struggled. He scored uh, about 17 fantasy points yeah. today. It, it's actually, crazy. Both weeks, he, 16 and a half. He, he was actually, I think he was better in the first half and more aggressive in the first half. And then he kind of went back into his shell in the second half. Well, the first drive, he had multiple downfield completions to DJ Moore. It seemed like mm-hmm. when everything was scripted and they said, just drop back and throw it. <laughs> don't, don't, don't decide whether you think he's open, just throw it. And he did that. And then he wouldn't let go of the ball. You're right, Adam. He just holds on to it way too long. Yeah. How many sacks Three of eight in the third quarter for 22 yards. Six sacks. Fourth quarter. Yeah, he's a sack machine. And most of those, I don't think, are the offensive line's fault. Right, exactly. Yeah, he just he, he just tries to do too much, I think. All right, well, look, Fields showed last year that he he could be a you know not a great quarterback and a great fantasy option. So after two weeks, he scored 33 fantasy points in two games. Um but uh, would you? Do you think he's a buy low? I I think he probably is. I think you could definitely dangle a quarterback who might have had a terrible week one and a good week two, or a good week one and a terrible week two, and turn him into Justin Fields. I'm trying. And then to you've got to then you've got to hope that Justin Fields does what he did last year: slow start, something clicks, Bears go crazy. Fields has good numbers. Okay. Who are the guys who have, like, in terms of that buy low opportunity, who are the guys at quarterback who have passed Fields in terms of public perception? After one game, Tua Tungavailoa. We'll see how he does on Sunday night against the Patriots. Um, I think Richardson, if he's if he comes out of the concussion protocol, I think people might rather have him at this point. Yeah. But Heath, I don't think would sell Richardson for Fields. Goff, yeah, you could do that. Passed him. <clears throat> Cousins for sure. If I could sell Goff for Fields, I would absolutely do that. What about what about Cousins? That's a good call. Would you trade Cousins for Fields? I would for sure. Okay, well, that's very reasonable, very doable. Who's your other quarterback <gasps> when you make this move? Well, you're getting one back. I, I I think if you're getting Justin Fields on your fantasy team, you need to have a plan B. And if Justin Fields is on your fantasy team right now, you need a plan B. All right. Oh, you guys are giving me a little, like, some bust vibes on Justin Fields. Okay. Um, all right, uh, Dave, who's your biggest loser? By the way, Fields is at Kansas City, which might have a better defense than uh, than we thought. Pretty good so far at Kansas City next week. Dave, who's your biggest loser? Oh, we were so excited about Joshua Kelly getting that opportunity against Tennessee, just the chance to play and get a lot of work, didn't we? 13 carries, three yards per carry. Look at all those catches. He didn't have any. He had one target in the game. This was a Justin Herbert game plan. He threw downfield quite a bit. Joshua Kelly thought we thought he'd be the guy that could at least get some decent numbers. Nope, 3.9 fantasy points. Massive loser. Opportunity to be the 1B for L.A. And I, I don't even know if he'll stay in that role. I don't know if they've got a good 1B at this point. 
Get well soon, Austin Eckler. And he faced the Titans, though, so that was not. We knew that was going to be a, right. an obstacle for him. AJ Dillon was similarly not great. I mean, fifteen for fifty-five and one catch. So it's, you know, we tell you to pick up these. Josh guys. Kelly's jealous. Yeah, you pick them up, and sometimes it works out, and sometimes it doesn't. All right, let's uh, talk about some other podcasts that we have for you. We have so many freaking podcasts. Go to cbssports.com slash podcast. We have Heat's Dynasty Podcast. Every Tuesday, get an update on the latest Dynasty values. Oh, boy, in our Big Burger Dynasty League, I played the team that is tanking, and thank goodness I played the team that is tanking. It wouldn't have been a good week for me if I wasn't playing Team Tank. Um, Schaefer crushed me. Did he? Yes. Oh, nice work, Schaefer. Um, Let's see. So the team win now is 0-2? You changed your team name. You changed your team name in there. Uh, My team name is Loser! Because that's what (laughs) one of my coworkers called me on air. Oh, okay. I don't know who did that. That's not appropriate. Anyway, we got Morning Combat. We've got uh, a couple of soccer podcasts. We've got college football. Great stuff. Um, All right, news and notes. Anthony Richardson did leave with a concussion. Gardner Minshew came in and played, played fine. And they're at Baltimore next week. Uh, Joe Burrow aggravated his calf injury. So this is a pretty big deal, right? I mean, how do you guys feel about this? Zach Taylor said Burrow could have gone in, but he hasn't looked great through two games. And, uh, you know, he's not 100%. That's clear. So, did, Heath, how are you feeling about this? Did he aggravate it before he started playing week one? <laughs> I guess... I guess he said they asked him how he was playing and he's how he was feeling after week one, I think, and he said good enough. And then yeah. late in this game. So it, it wasn't to blame the entire game. It was late in this game. He re aggravated it. Yeah, I don't I don't feel good about it. I didn't actually draft any Joe Burrow, so I don't feel too bad about it, but I don't think you have any choice but to continue starting him. If the Bengals start him, you have to start him. It's almost like you wish they would give him a couple of weeks off and you could start somebody else, but you can't sit him if they're going to play him. You have to assume that he's okay. We'll probably Let's talk see. about Chase later because Chase is off to a terrible start. Chase should have had a touchdown. There was a third and five play in the first half. They were deep in the red zone. Burrow nailed him in the chest. Just a great play by a Ravens defensive back. I didn't get the name um, on a back shoulder throw. It should have been seven. And uh, Ravens just broke it up, and that sucked for Chase. T. Higgins came alive. <clears throat> I think Burrow looked better in the second half. I don't know if he got hurt late in the game, and and that's kind of like what what we're facing with now. But I actually thought he shook off all the rust by the time, like the end of the third quarter. Uh, who Chase or Burrow? No, Burrow. Oh, Burrow. Oh, okay, okay. No, the Burrow looked rusty last week, and there were some timing issues in the first half this week. <laughs> And then well, once I'm sorry. Yeah, in the second half, I'm going over my notes now. Um, the the interception at the goal line on a throw to Higgins was terrible. Yeah. And then after that, he started to they they dinked and dunked a little bit more. Um I, I think he started to look better then, but if he's got a if he aggravated the injury in the fourth quarter or before, yeah. you gotta keep an eye on it. It's the Rams next week. It's pretty clear that the Rams are not gonna be pushovers. So that is not going to be an easy matchup for Burrow. All right, running back injury. David Montgomery left with what looks like a thigh bruise. And then I think to the dismay of many people, Craig Reynolds came in and was really the the running back. Gibbs was on the field a lot, but I I don't know if we want to save it because I have a worryometer segment, but maybe we'll save it. We'll talk more about Chase. We'll talk more about Gibbs there. Uh, But 
Look, I mean, Gibbs had a ton of catches, but it's not what we were hoping yet. He was dominating playing time after the injury. But can, not can really, you, though, because he wasn't being the running back. He was dominating them as a, as a receiver. Oh, okay. Well, I'll take that, too. He played 71% of the snaps after Montgomery got hurt. All five of their snaps on third and fourth down, and their one snap inside the 10. Their other running back is Craig Reynolds, who's a decent, solid guy. But if nice Montgomery's guy. out, Gibbs will be the main guy. I, I will just say... And I see the things that gets everybody excited once last David Montgomery and more Jameer Gibbs. Like when he runs in a straight line, he's super, super fast and he's got good moves, but he's not seized this opportunity. Um, he's, he's made some mistakes. I don't think he's going to get a huge share of the rush attempts if Montgomery's out. All right, Devontae Adams was evaluated for a concussion. We'll keep an eye on that. Late in the game, that happened. Garrett Wilson left in the fourth quarter, but... Uh, he appears to be fine. But Saquon Barkley limped off in the fourth quarter, and that did not look good. And they have a Thursday game at San Francisco. So we'll keep you posted on that. But are you guys going to be looking to pick up Matt Breida? Even if, like, let's say it's a multi-week absence, because I know no. we're not going to start Breida in week three against San Francisco. But uh, no, you're saying no, Heath. Multi-week multi could be different? It depends on how multi-week it is. <laughs> okay. Um, but it's going to have to be like a month. Cam Akers was inactive. And Kyron Williams took advantage. Two touchdowns today and a boatload of catches. Uh, you guys want to talk about that? Kyron Williams? He went rest of season? Is he a starter? I think he was a big winner. Um, <laughs> one of the biggest winners. But yeah, I think what we said this morning was he's a starter after this week, but don't start him against the 49ers. He made us look silly. We didn't expect Cam Akers to be out. I thought it'd be like 60-40 Kyron Williams. The only hesitation I have is we saw this last year, like almost exactly this time. What was it? Week three or week four? Cam Akers was all of a sudden like sent away from the team, maybe going to be traded. And then three weeks later, he was the starting running back again. All right, I'll fly through the rest of the notes here. Um, we had uh, Dallas guard Zach Martin left in the fourth quarter. Amonra St. Brown had some cramps. So did Travis Etienne. Um, Detroit lost an offensive lineman in the fourth quarter. Hala Vitae. Calvin Ridley hobbled off in the fourth quarter. I don't think there's anything bad there. He came back. Colts center Ryan Kelly left with a concussion. Odell Beckham left with an ankle injury. Jim Harbaugh didn't think it was a huge deal. Washington, what about John Harbaugh? He also, yeah, no, Jim was fine with it. John said, though, <laughs> that he was cool, that Beckham was okay. Um, probably. Washington tight end Logan Thomas left after taking a oh. vicious and very cheap hit. In the end zone. And it was a touchdown catch, but Thomas actually came back. So good for him. That was a really dirty hit. DK Metcalf left and come back. This is a day of people leaving and come back, coming back. And there's some defensive injuries that I'll update you on uh, later in the week, uh, hopefully tomorrow. And Cooper Cup could apparently be back in week five. That's the hope for the Rams. Um, and uh, all right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the waiver wire. We've got winners and losers, and we've got a recap of each game. Oh, and the Worryometer. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football Today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
All right, so who's the big waiver wire pickup? What do you guys think, Dave? Little Zach Moss in there. What do you think? In the Baltimore though in week three. But who's the who's the yeah. waiver wire gem? I guess Moss will be popular. Yep. It just makes sense. People are running out of running backs at this point, and here's a guy that just played every single snap, save for one, against Houston. And the matchup against Baltimore is tough, but it's a huge opportunity. He's got some tough matchups coming up. It's Baltimore. It's the Rams. I guess the Rams isn't that bad. Tennessee after that. Uh, but by the time we get to that Tennessee game, it could be Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, he's he, he looked like the Zach Moss that we remember. And the other thing about him is that he does have a very long history of injuries. I mean, he broke his arm in August. So constantly battling injuries. So I, I, I have a hard time believing that Zach Moss is going to be like the league winning type. But you're looking for running backs that you can get by with, and he certainly qualifies. I think he can win you two weeks. What about the Baltimore Possibly. matchup, though? Is that is this like another Josh Kelly versus Tennessee? Zach Moss against Baltimore. We've we just we've seen the Ravens do a good job against running backs for two weeks in a row. I don't I don't have any reason to believe that the Colts have a solution to beat them to beat that back. I think it'd be a high end flex, low end number two. The, the guy I was going to say was Tank Dell. Um, Noah Brown goes on the IR. Tank Dell gets 10 targets. Now they threw the ball a lot. What was it? Uh, 47 pass attempts for CJ Stroud. Mm-hmm. But that's not that much different than what happened in week one. They're really bad. They're probably going to throw the ball a lot. And yeah. we knew coming into this year there was a connection between Stroud and Dell. And uh, I love seeing it in week two a rookie earning double-digit targets. So I'll be adding Dell. Dell's fun, too. Like, he's the type of receiver where one big catch can can make the day. Yeah. We Very saw, tough. I mean, he had a 23-yard touchdown. He's capable of catching a 73-yard pass. He's just super fast. Lean, but if, he, if he's going to lead the Texans in targets and be right up there with Nico every week, then by all means, man. And I think he could be. Like, the, the thing about him is I know the height is what keeps people away. But he has elite traits. Like he, I think in terms of upside, he has more upside than Nico Collins. Sure. It's just can he overcome the deficiency? They have thrown 47 and 44 times in two games. Did not expect that from the Texans. And we'll talk about Damian Pearson a little bit as well. I think we'll throw him on the worryometer. We we should talk about 100. the Ravens running backs. I'm looking right now to see what their roster ship is. It's okay. a weird situation between them. Because Justice Hill available in 40% of leagues, led them in snap share, played half of their third and fourth downs. Inside the 10, he played six of seven snaps. The one snap he didn't play on, <laughs> Gus Edwards scored a touchdown. He also had all of the running back targets. I, well, I mean, that's to be expected. Gus Edwards, he's already rostered in too many leagues. He's at net 83%, so never mind. But I, I wonder if they make a switch and make it even closer to 50-50 and give Gus the inside the 10 work. There were a lot yeah. of plays where Hill did not impress. <laughs> Gus Edwards, from a comment in the chat, Gus Edwards hasn't caught a pass since 2020. Might might be true. That might I not think be. that's true, actually. Yeah. All right, let's let's uh, let's talk about our winners and losers here. We've actually spoken about a number of them already. For Dave, he had Puka Nakua and Josh Reynolds. And Drake London started hey. in only 23% of leagues. Drake London goes off. 
well, you know, for by by his standards, six catches, sixty-seven yards, and a touchdown on seven targets. That was after a catchless game on one target. Desmond Ritter went from eighteen pass attempts in week one to thirty-two pass attempts in week two. So Drake London, are you going to have any faith in in starting Drake London, uh, knowing when to start him? He's at Detroit, then at Jacksonville. Maybe they'll have to throw more. What do you think? Exactly. Like the only game that you might worry about him is Week Five against Houston. Mm, is okay, that wait, 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 wait. I'm going to worry about I'm him. I'm going to worry week. about. <laughs> you can worry London. about him all you I'm want. He's wear. at least a flex. He's at least a flex. Okay. We finally saw a game where Desmond Ritter attempted 30 passes. He he. He looked to London in some clutch situations. There was like a third and 15 play where he just threw it up nice and high for London to catch and come down with it. I believe the touchdown was on an improvisational play. These are the things that I like to look for when it comes to receivers. And then look, last week was terrible. Barely got targeted. First target of the game went to Drake London. I have a confession. I benched Drake London for Joshua Kelly today. I benched DJ Moore for Jerry Judy today. So we all make mistakes. Uh, but that's the thing. I mean, I feel like people are going to maybe pull their hair out trying to figure out when to start Drake London. Are you tell me we're going to start him at Detroit next week? Yes. All right. At, at least as, as a number three receiver. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, look, I'm not sitting here saying that he's about to win you your fantasy league. No. But I think he's I think he's back in our good graces now. I don't know if you could, but if you could, would you trade Drake London for Garrett Wilson? Yeah. Yes. I mean, Wilson. Has Zach a huge Wilson play. is not going to be the quarterback for the Jets much longer. <laughs> okay, I think that's probably true. I hope. Uh, how about Heath's winners? We had Geno Smith and Tyler Lockett and Zach Moss. We talked about Moss, so let's talk about those Seahawks. That combo. Geno, twenty-seven point one fantasy points. I don't even know if he's like a top eight quarterback this week. It's crazy. And Tyler Lockett with two touchdowns, eight catches, 59 yards, two touchdowns. So that was encouraging against the Lions. I, I was telling Dave before we went on air that I felt like an idiot for about four hours, maybe five hours this afternoon because I, in two different leagues, benched Geno for Daniel Jones and Russell Wilson. <laughs> it ended up working out okay. Yeah. Um, but no, it was so encouraging to see him against a team that has a decent pass rush without either of his starting tackles, and they were able to protect him, keep him upright. He was successful, took advantage of all of his wide receivers, but Tyler Lockett, 10 targets in this game. Nobody else had more than six. Like, this whole DK Metcalf mm -hmm. is going to take Tyler Lockett away. JSN's going to take targets away from Tyler Lockett. I don't think anybody's taking anything away from Tyler Lockett. Metcalf left the game for a spell. Yeah, he That did could have played time. a role in why he only had six targets. Yeah. But you you know as well as everybody else, Heath, that there's going to be games where Lockett as the target volume that we love, and then the week after that, it goes back to DK. I'm just glad that Gino <clears throat> looked pretty good in a tough spot with two backup yep. tackles against the Lions on the road, and Gino, I thought, made some great throws in the game. Yeah, I mean, staying, that game has had a lot of storylines. You know, you had the Lions running back, but again, I know it was a bad day efficiency-wise for Ken Walker, but the role is still excellent for him. The role is still excellent for Travis Etienne, um, although you might see the snap count looked a little wonky because at the end of the game, Etienne left because of the cramps. Did cramps, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we're looking at some of those battles here, and... Charbonnet not really making much of an impact right now. So, including at the goal line, right? Exactly, exactly. huge deal. Yeah, 
I will say if if Charbonnet keeps turning 17 carries into 43 yards, Charbonnet is probably going to get a little more work. If Walker does, yeah. Walker does, yeah. Um, all right. Well, and I got to say, I got to throw this out there because I brought it up going into week one. The Lions' run defense in the second half of the season was really, yep. really good, except for one game against Carolina where they were terrible. But they were great against Pacheco. They were great against Ken Walker. I know he scored the two touchdowns, but he really did nothing other than that. All right, uh, those are the winners. Let's go to the losers. Heath, you had Justin Fields as a loser. And now Dave had Javante as a winner. Heath, you had Samaj. I did not have Javante as a winner. Oh, you had him as a I loser? I had Javante as a loser. Okay, you had a, you each had a separate Broncos running back as a loser, so this will be interesting. Heath, you had P. Ryan as a loser. He had four touches. Four? I think my, my case is a little easier to make. Adam just made it. He had four touches. Jaleel McLaughlin scored a touchdown. I don't know if P. Ryan had a touch in the first half. He was just completely off the board. Um, I, this turned over much quicker than I thought that it would. I'm glad we got one startable week out of Samaj P. Ryan. I'm not sure we get another one. P. Ryan did not have a touch in the first half. Yeah. Samaj P. Ryan led the Broncos with a 50% snap share. He played 10 of 14 snaps on third and fourth down, five of seven snaps inside the 10. Javante played 45%. Jaleel McLaughlin, three snaps, and yet he was in on a touchdown run. It was a speed play to the left side. So it made sense that he was in there on that specific play. I, I, I'm I, going to go back and watch again for the second week in a row, but from what I saw with Javante, I did not see – I saw one nice run. He had a 15-yard run. Not sure he had anything else that was good on top of that. This is an offense that – the stats are going to look a little bit better because Russ hit some deep shots, including a Hail Mary. I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of what I'm seeing from the Broncos so far to start the year. Yeah. Don't you think it looks better than last year, though? Last year, they look clueless and helpless. This year, Much they better just than look last year. below average. Yeah, it's better than last year. All right. But Russ was still 18 of 32. I mean, I, I could argue that, that Javante is a winner because he had 12 carries, and the other guys had a combined two. He had 14 total touches for 58 total yards. I mean, it's not a great game. I get that. But, right. So, but like, he, how do you emerged. feel confident? No, I don't. Starting really. him moving forward. Not yet. Is that Miami next week? Okay. That's. that's I'd probably start him against the Dolphins. Yeah. Like, Dolphins mm. and Bears are the next two games. Then he's got the Jets, the Chiefs, the Packers, the Chiefs, a bye. Buffalo. I look, I, I, I think the broader point if you drafted Javante Williams, Thinking he was going to be a starter earlier in the early in the season, I think that was kind of wishful thinking, right? We didn't draft him until round seven. I know Nobody that. Nobody did I, that. I yeah. know. I'm saying I know we didn't, right? So I think you you know you had to play the long game with Javante, and I think at least from a from a usage standpoint, this was a very encouraging step of him just completely owning the carries. Yeah, but he didn't play on these value touches that we want our running backs to play on. Okay, let's I, see if he even played one snap inside the ten. Okay. Um, like, that's a problem. Heath now, and, it, and it might get fixed in a couple of weeks. Right. That's the one thing I'll say about Javante is that right now he doesn't look like he's running with a lot of explosion. But three weeks from now, six weeks from now, he might. Right. This is what happens with guys that are coming back from the ACL. And then I had Quentin Johnston, and like we are really close. I think he got dropped in a few leagues after week one. He's going to get dropped in a lot more after week two. And I'm going to keep telling people don't drop him, but it's yeah. going to get harder and harder to hold on to him. Like in a day where Justin Herbert throws it 41 times, 
he gets two targets and catches one of them for seven yards. It's very discouraging usage. You know who Jumonte I dropped him played for? one snap inside the ten. Russ got sacked on it. You know who I dropped Quentin Johnston for? for Let Jamie. me think I of the worst backup. Uh, Josh Kelly. No, I dropped him for Jamie. Jamie Eisenberg. Oh, there he is. Jamie's there here. He is. Oh, Jamie. Happy Sunday. Start of the week. Whoop, 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 whoop. Nice. That's Thank the start you. of Thank the week. Kind of like what my, my grandma would have celebrated the same way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jamie. Terrific call on the start of the week. That's that's Dave's grandma. Um, all right, let's go to Dave's losers. He's got <clears throat> Javante Williams and then A.J. Dillon and Josh Kelly. I don't know. Are we, uh, we good there, Dave? We kind of talked about all three. Yeah. My grandma was a whiskey drinking curse like a sailor type of gal. I <laughs> really? miss her. Uh, um, all right, let's do uh let's do the worryometer. All right, I gotta go to, to X here because I said who's on your worryometer. So let me see some of the replies. Don't you love out you know, I don't know if it's outsourcing, but letting other people do your work for you. Oh, uh, this is a good one from Dylan. Jahan Dotson. What's your worryometer? Zero to ten on Jahan Dotson. Four. Six. Three. All right. Not too much panic there. Who said six, Heath? I did. You're the most worried. Yeah. I, I, I might have had him ranked the highest. That would make sense. Um, it's it's not been a great start to the season. Terry McLaurin made a spectacular play for his touchdown catch. You sure did. Um, I'm not feeling great about Dotson being the number one wide receiver in this offense, and I'm not feeling great about rostering the number two wide receiver in this offense. It just feels like there's too much of Diami Brown and Logan Thomas and Curtis Samuel. John yeah. Bates. John Bates, right. Yeah, you know, it's it kudos to Sam Howell. He's spreading the ball around, but not good for us when we want to get concentrated targets for these guys. Right. Um, I'm throw these guys out there. I'm sure they're in the worryometer mentions, but I think we just have to talk about them. Jameer Gibbs and Damian Pierce. Who's higher on your worryometer right now? Gibbs or Pierce? Pierce. Pierce for sure. I mean, you got a bad offensive line, and David Montgomery just got hurt for the Lions. So you know, if if that right. absence, if there is an absence, then it should help Jameer Gibbs. But I think for Pierce, it it's now two frustrating games, and you know, three fifths of the offensive line was missing for the Texans today. Yeah, Pierce is an eleven. Gibbs is like a six, unless Montgomery is hurt, and then he's a three. Okay, I'm, so if you were redrafting. Let's say Gibbs was a third-round pick. He was. And I think Pierce was a fourth-round pick by the end of it. Um, what round would you take them in a 12-team PPR league? Four and five? Maybe downgrade around? I'm, I'm, I'm not ready to panic that to that level. Four and six. Sounds about right. Um, Houston's schedule moving forward. Jacksonville, Pittsburgh, Atlanta, New Orleans, and then a bye. At what just- point... Do you do you think about going after Pierce as a buy low, if no. at all? No. Are there any of those teams a better matchup we think than the Colts? So I, I would argue that that maybe the Col- maybe the Colts are a bad matchup because the last time they mm. had Shaq Leonard or Darius Leonard, Shaq Leonard, sorry, they were terrific against the run, and that was two years ago. So I thought there was a chance that they would be very good against the run. And yeah. they, they were both. They were okay against Jaguar. I mean, they had that yeah, but long run to ETN at the end. How, how much? How much different does it look if Tunsil's out there and everybody's True. healthy for the True. Texans? That's a big mm-hmm. part. Of it. And and for what it's worth, if there's anything the Texans take out of this, is that their passing game might be better than we expected. Yep. 
Yeah. Which Pierce is not involved in. Oh, by the way, it was another three-headed split at running back for the Texans on Sunday. But it wasn't Mike Boone this time. Daria Gumbawale played 20% of the snaps. <laughs> they're, was they're that it? Was yeah. that because Damian of the Pierce actually played a lower snap share this week than last but week. But that was that because of the score? Was that Probably. fourth quarter? Do we da- think the da- score da- is going to be different moving forward? <laughs> right. <laughs> get killed every week. But um, All right. Uh, let's see. Um, Josh Jacobs from Robbie. Josh Jacobs. What was his stat line? He's like negative eight it was, yards. It was disgusting. I think it was nine for negative two. Nine for negative nine two. Nine for negative two. Five catches for 51 yards. Worryometer. Three. It, it see this is like a worryometer with an asterisk because I'm worried because of where what the expectations are, right? So, like, so, I'm worried he's he's going to live up to being a second round pick. Is he going to live up to 14 PPR points per game? Because that's where he was every year before last year. He'll get there. I like next three weeks: Steelers, Chargers, Packers. I if he's not looking better in that stretch, then I'm going to be really worried. But. He, been a tough start to the year yeah he didn't he didn't play on any of the raider snaps inside the 10 this week they because they any. didn't have yeah. any snaps <laughs> inside the 10 this week this this was though um as pete prisco i thought accurately put it an ambush for the raiders yeah, like they, right. this was mm-hmm. going to be a horrible game for them so they get their first home game this week steelers will be on a short week so let's see how he does right yeah it's uh, not a short week they're playing on back-to-back mondays aren't they it's Monday night next week. Oh, no, Raiders. it's Sunday night. My bad. I thought the Steelers were playing on Monday. It's not. It's Sunday night. Okay, so uh, um, bu- 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 I forget. lost my train of thought. Okay, let's uh, – how about um, get a few more here. A lot of Dotson in here. Some Gibbs, Javante, the Bears running backs. Do we want to address that? I mean, do you guys yeah, ever feel – do you ever feel like you're going to want to start a Bears running back? Not right now. Not well. Both are healthy until one separates from the other. But I still think there's, you know, it, like what are you worried about? You worried about these guys that you drafted to really be on your bench? I'm worried about them being useless. I mean, if if I were worried, it would be too you know too valuable to drop, but not good enough to start. I hate. Well, that kind I, of I mean, look, if if Zach Moss is on your waiver wire at this point, and you want to drop one of these guys for Zach Moss, I get it. Right. If you want to drop one for. Matt Breida because of Saquon Barkley's injury. I get it. But like who's who stood out today that's a waiver wire guy that you're dropping those guys for? Josh Reynolds. I guess. Yeah, if you need a receiver. I I don't know. I mean, you might want to just play the long game and, and be patient. Yeah, that's what I was that that that's my point. Like right. you gotta really find somebody out there that's gonna help you to punt on players like this. Like Jalen Warren may have a crappy game against the the Browns. I'm not gonna drop him yet, you know, for for just anybody. Right. Uh, one yeah, more. I think it's, yeah. you're adding those waiver wire guys. If you need to start them next week, but if you're talking about bench guys, I'd rather just hold on to Roshan or Herbert. Okay. Uh, one more guy here on the worryometer, Kyle Pitts parentheses. I knew I shouldn't have drafted him. That was from Jay sports, <laughs> Kyle Pitts. And, and I'm laughing zero to it. 10 on the worryometer. Yeah. I've got him on a bunch of my teams too. How about John U. Smith out producing Kyle Pitts in week number two? <laughs> <clears throat> Zero to ten Ridiculous. on the worryometer, Kyle Pitts. Six. Oh, it's like a seven. Yeah. I hope next week's his week. <laughs> it was Drake London's week. Let's hope <laughs> next week's his week. Yeah. Uh, he's seventy percent started, ninety-five percent rostered. Are, are we are we now 
I don't know if you guys were already there, but ready to stream over Kyle Pitts, but, you know. I'll take another week or two. I think it depends on who we're talking about, though. Like Laporta, probably. Uh, Ferguson, maybe. You know, those two guys stood out today, you know, in terms of what they've done for two weeks, in terms of targets and opportunities and, and production, you know, what, for whatever it's worth with those two guys. Uh-huh. Um, I'm trying to think if anybody else stood out. I don't think there really is. I, I'm ready to make the change to Taylor Heineke, but they're 2-0, and o, so they're probably not going to do that. No, no <laughs> shot. I just don't think uh, – I don't think Desmond Ritter's the right guy. <laughs> Second best passer rating in the NFL in week one. <laughs> so you know. Uh, okay, we'll take a break here. When we come back, we will recap all of the games, baby. Stay tuned. We'll be right back, baby. All right, we're back. Let's uh, let's get into the games. Tampa Bay 27. Oh, he's going to give us a believe it or not, and I don't have to answer anymore, so Jamie and Dave can say if they believe Am it Am I not. really? Yeah, we're going to do that. That's your thing. <laughs> Podcast exclusive. Okay. Tampa Bay 27, Chicago 17. We're all idiots, and Mike Evans is a number one wide receiver again, believe it or not. Believe it. I don't believe that he's a number one receiver. I could say, I don't know that you could ask for a better schedule to start the year, though, with Minnesota and Chicago. Well, how do you guys feel about that aspect of it? Evans Agreed. And Philadelphia with the way they look. (laughs) That's next week. Potentially, yeah. Uh, But that, you know, so so what do you do with that? I mean, do you trade him? Oh, he's a definite sell high for sure. But yes, you, you start him. I mean, look, if you drafted him, you drafted him in some cases as your third receiver. Like, why would you not be starting him at this point? Would you trade him for... Brandon Ayuk coming off a bad game. Evans or Ayuk? Who'd you rather have? Evans. I think it's I think it's Evans. Is Ayuk okay? He yeah. left two different times with a shoulder. Oh, I did. I only knew he left once. I don't know if he's okay. Yeah, Evans for me. All right, um, Rashad White, nice game. Joe Boo, Dave, you showed up. Big he game. did. Bears defense will Two do that. Snyder's words to heart. I I don't love the upcoming schedule here. Eagles, Saints, bye week, Lions for Rashad White. Is this so like a sell high? high. <laughs> All right, yeah. Sell He's high. A sell high for sure. Okay. Would you, uh, oh man, who could you turn him into? Can't turn him into Jameer Gibbs. Uh, Damian what Pierce. Turn Rashad White and Puka Nakua into uh, Jamar Chase. There you go. I don't know. You're losing the best player in the deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, okay. Uh, okay, let's. Uh, anything else from this game? I think Jacob feels about that trade now. <laughs> what was the trade? He gave up Puka for Chase? No, he gave up Puka, Devontae Smith, Brees Hall, and some other receiver of significance. Ayuk. I remember this. Considering that Jacob has like 110% exposure to Puka, <laughs> yeah. I think he's probably yeah. okay with it. <laughs> All right. Uh, we already talked about Justin Fields and the Bears running backs. DJ Moore had a nice game. You think he's going to be a start next week for you at Kansas City? DJ Moore? Uh-huh. Yeah. Must start. Number three. I think he's going to be somewhere between 20 and 28 in the rankings. All right. Baltimore 27, Cincinnati 24. Believe it or not, Jamar Chase should have been on the worryometer. <laughs> nope. Don't believe it. Uh, you can put him on there. We'd give him a one or a two. I feel like he had a... I know they the team had a slow start last year, but I think Chase, I remember us saying buy low, buy low, buy low last year. Do we have any fear that he's not an elite player? Is year? Joe Burrow going to take any time off? 
Right. So that would obviously. It doesn't sound like it, but you, you never know. Yeah, it's weird. You know, last week I um, offered digs for Chase and it was declined. And right now I'm feeling a little relief. Jamar Chase yeah. had 10 catches for 129 yards and a touchdown in week number one. Okay, he, had a, rem- he had a stretch. I, I don't remember him having a slow start to What was that? What after? What about after that? Did he have a kind of a bad He stretch? had a bad game against Dallas and then against the Jets. He scored six catches, 29 yards. A total of 35 targets in his first three games. Okay. I mean, he had a touchdown in his hands that got ripped out. You know. Yeah, yeah we, brought, we mentioned that. All right, let's see what else here. Lamar Jackson with a nice oh God. This new desk situation is not working out for me. Nice bounce back game for him. I can't wait to see your new background. I think I'm just going to use the same background. Isn't that pathetic? <laughs> but just a different wall. Yeah, different house. Uh, what do you think about um, the Ravens receivers? Nelson Aguilar with the big game today. Andrews had eight targets. I believe that was a team high. But Flowers, luckily, he had a long catch. Um, a 52-yard yeah. gain, but I don't know. I mean, your Dave, your overall thoughts on the Ravens uh, receivers? I, I think Lamar had a, a solid game, not a great game. He did have a couple of nice throws in there, but there was a lot that didn't go right for the Ravens' offense. And to be fair, he was playing behind an offensive line minus two starters. When he did run, a lot of it came in the second half. It was it was kind of smart when he did it. Um, I. I, I think he's obviously a must-start fantasy quarterback moving forward. I wonder if you could approach the fields manager with Lamar if you wanted to and try and sell very high on Lamar. Don't trade him just to trade him unless you think he's going to stink against the Colts next week, uh, then Brown Steelers after that. I, I'm not saying to sell high on Lamar Jackson, but if you can sell very high, I, I might try it. I might do it. You're saying sell Lamar for Fields? No, no, no. Do not do that. Oh, <laughs> no. I'm sorry if, if that, it came off that way. No, you're trading Lamar and you're going to get a starter at another position. Gotcha. Lamar or Burrow rest of the season? I like Lamar better to start the season, so I would take Lamar. Right. I agree. Yeah, And obviously, if Burrow is hurt, you can't say Burrow. Yeah. Um. All right. So that's it for that game. T. Higgins, nice bounce back game for him. What April. about the running backs? Don't you think we should talk about that? Well, we just can't talk about everyone. We actually already talked about the Ravens running backs. Okay. Uh, Mixon, though, that's okay. Mixon had another, you know, pretty like a good. He's off to a good start, just not putting up huge numbers. Thirteen it's not scoring. Yeah, thirteen carries in each game is low, but they really haven't. Uh, they're probably not running that many plays, my guess. Or run, no. not? Yeah, I don't know. Bad game scripts. Atlanta twenty-five, Green Bay twenty-four. Jordan Love, by the way, is 77% rostered. He has now scored 26 or more points in each game. What's our believe it or not for this one? Well, I mean, he was 14 of 25 for 151 yards. It was very fortunate that he had three touchdown passes. But the believe it or not is Jaden Reed will be better than Romeo Dobbs rest of season. No, I I don't believe it. Uh, I'd like to know how many, what percentage of snaps Dobbs played. I'm going to look that up real quick. He I would like to even, know how Jordan Love will look when Christian Watson's playing. Yeah. Was was Dobbs even on the injury report Friday though? I thought he was had a clear I don't think he was. He was really clear. Yeah. He was a full-time player. Let's see. Oh. He Hold on. Well, this is in th- in th- uh, thralling stuff here, but yeah, Jaden Reed 36 of 47 snaps. So yes, he was a full-time player. <laughs> I wonder watched... where AJ Terrell lined up. Uh, I don't know if I've got that right now. Okay. 
anyway, um, Dobbs, huge disappointment, 84% rostered, uh, but not a great day for for um, Love passing the ball except for the touchdowns, but only 151 yards. And Atlanta possessed the ball for over 36 minutes, so Green Bay didn't run that many plays. Uh, on the other side of the ball, I don't even know what to say about Bijan Robinson. He's absolutely incredible. And I just, every time they give it to Algier, it's like they're hurting their chances of winning. I'm sorry. Not to say that Bijan should get every carry, but it, it was the it was the fourth quarter and they were about to start their game winning drive, and and Algier gets a carry. I'm just like, what are you doing? These are too important. Stop. He had 23 touches in the game. Like he when you're going to run the ball seven seventy five times, not in the fourth it. quarter. He should not touch the ball in the fourth quarter, like ever. That's an exaggeration. Well, then you have to have more carries in the first, second, and third. Then. Right, I just Bijan's just so good. He is, he like is a great. gift to football. They Keep had playing. 45 rush attempts in this game. Huh. And Ritter had uh, 10 of them. They I, crushed I time of possession. Uh, they were oh, sorry. Yeah, they, they did. did what the Falcons do. The fact that they ran it 35 times and Ritter still threw 32 times is a damn miracle for the Falcons. Well, they ran 48 plays in week one. And I think they ran 72 this week. So Okay. Makes it big. I think you pretty much know what to do with the Falcons. We'll uh we'll just have to play the Drake London game every week. Uh Indianapolis 31, Houston 20. We talked about Moss. We talked about Pierce. We talked about Tank. Talk about Richardson because I know he's got the concussion, but hopefully that's not a long-term thing. So how are you guys valuing him? He scored I don't even know how many he's I don't think I need to say believe it or not, but we all agree that Anthony Richardson is a must-start quarterback whenever he plays, right? Yeah. You there yet? Yeah. Yeah, you start him. <laughs> there it is. Well, the, what do you think you would have finished with? 30? I don't know. The, the problem is you got a lot of fantasy managers that are going to have Richardson and someone mm-hmm. really good. So Heath and I got into it this morning. Richardson or Herbert? And I said Herbert in four point, and you thought you thought I was being unreasonable. I I, I want to clarify that because it was not that you thought Herbert in four point. It was the disdain with which you said right after I answered the question, "Start Herbert." Like you just dismissed I didn't say, I didn't what I had it. said. That was my that was my oh, issue. Okay. It was not I, it wasn't personal. It wasn't personal. Yes. But I, going into week two, I, I didn't put, think Richardson was was yet to you know to be in Justin Herbert's weight class. Herbert had a good game, thankfully. But sure, I think that's going to be the tough part. But if you don't have one of those guys, yeah, you just start Richardson. Hopefully he's back soon. What about Minshew, guys? I mean... Look good. Yeah, this always does. always produced. All right, we'll see what happens. We'll, make a call. we'll talk about that later in the week. Um, On the other side of the ball, anyone have any interest in Robert Woods? He's had at least 11.7 PPR points, at least nine targets and six catches in each of the games. And yet he hasn't... got receivers. Yeah, (laughs) he's not even close to being their top receiver. I think Nico Collins deserves some some love here. Yeah. Because he looks like like Tank Dell, speedy for sure. We'll see if he can keep up a seven-catch pace. But Nico Collins now, two straight weeks, has been the number one guy for Houston. And I don't see that changing. I think he's going to be a useful fantasy starter as at least a high-end flex uh, until he's not. And I think but it Tank lasts First game without Noah Brown was good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Kansas City 17, Jacksonville 9. Terrific job by Ian Eagle making a blank space reference when Travis Kelsey caught a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, Heath, what's our believe it or not for Chiefs-Jags? I, I struggle with this one. 
because I, it was such a huge disappointment, I thought, from the Jacksonville side of things. The Chiefs didn't play well at all. Um, had 100 yards and penalties. And um, I guess, believe it or not, Calvin Ridley is not actually a number one wide receiver, fantasy-wise. No. You believe he still is? I believe he is a high-end number two. High number two, yeah. You got to you, you can't say no. You confuse it. You got to say believe it or not. You're, you're, I don't believe it. Uh, I believe it. Yes, you he's not it. a number one wide receiver. Those double negatives get really yeah. Messed up. But he had about seven almost touchdowns. <laughs> they like Zay Jones. I think had two. I think Ridley had two or three. They had a bunch of balls they threw through the back of the end zone. Mm-hmm. Yep. Trevor Lawrence was bad. Yeah, he struggled. Also, I think it's worth mentioning. I'm counting it now. One. Two, three, four, five. I I think five carries for Pacheco on the final drive of the game of his twelve. So um, just a weird game. The, the other thing, Kadarius Tony looked so good with the ball in his hand and cannot I don't know what his snap count was, Dave, but he I can't think of another explanation other than he doesn't know the offense because he's just not playing for large stretches of the game. Yeah, fun, because that's what the case was in New York, too. He played 19 snaps, 19 wow. of 64 snaps It's for Kadarius Tony. I don't understand it. Dropper stash, dropper stash, Kadarius Tony. I'm holding him. I'm a sucker. Uh, I, I don't know when you'll feel Josh good Reynolds. starting him. Dropping for Josh Reynolds, Jamie yeah. says. Yeah, um, I agree. I don't know when in the world. You would well, feel good starting Kadarius Tony. I'll give the hypothesis: like he learns the offense and starts playing fifty snaps a week, and he's going to be a top twenty wide receiver. So I don't want to just assume that he that he doesn't learn the that he doesn't know the offense. Okay, so what? Because so, I did read. I I think it was a Giants beat reporter or something saying that you know the Giants viewed him as a gadget player, and it's that's that might be a possibility too that he's just not a legit every down wide receiver. He's a guy that you have to script plays for, basically. Right. Okay. And I didn't they want him to actually anything laugh. negative by that. I just... He's I understand. so good with the ball in his hands. Yeah, he's excited. By the way, Sky Moore had a pretty big game. And, yeah, uh, but we I can, don't think we should forget about Sky Moore. <laughs> on awesome what, touchdown three targets? Catch. Yeah, no, pretty big game. He had a touchdown and a big catch. Okay, but he had 70 yards and a touchdown, so that shows up in the box score. That's but He right. only had four like it's targets. it's promising. I, look, I, I was just bringing it up basically so you can dismiss it if you wanted to dismiss it, but I did feel like it needed to be brought up. I, yeah. Look, it's encouraging because after a disappearing <laughs> act in the preseason and a disappearing act in week one, he was statistically their best wide receiver, but you know, how much faith do you have in him? So if the question is Sky Moore or Kadarius Tony, I guess, you know, I'll flip-flop and say go back to Sky Moore this week just because he was the the better of the two and seemingly going to play a lot more. But, I mean, Richie James has the muff punt, you know, so what does that mean for his playing time moving forward in any capacity? Kadarius Tony, like he said, you know, seems like he's lost out there. So how much are they going to trust him after supporting him all week long following the drops? I mean, they got to figure this out. You know, th- there's definitely something that's got to come – from this group that that makes some semblance of okay, these guys are the three that we're going to go with, or the two along with Marcos Valdez Gantley. I mean, hopefully it's Raji Rice and he's the one that steps up and starts to play like the guy that you know they drafted him to be. But you know how it is with rookie receivers here, so there's going to be mixing and matching. I don't think there's any Chiefs receiver you can look at and say I'm going to be comfortable and happy starting this guy week to week. Do you feel like you're going to be comfortable starting Christian Kirk week to week? 
huge more game. than those guys, obviously. Yeah, I know. yeah. separate separate conversation here though, because he follows up a a one catch game with eleven catches for one hundred and ten yards on fourteen targets. I don't know if it's going to be like this every week. Certainly next week against Houston seems like a game where Jacksonville might be able to take their foot off the gas and run it. So I don't know if I'll love him next week. I don't know how to. I, I just how do I value Christian Kirk after one time? I think game he's one in game. the flex conversation from week to week. Okay, Tennessee twenty-seven, Chargers twenty-four. Oof. Um, Ryan Tannehill has something left in the tank. Believe it or not. Great throw to Burks. The seventy-yard. Believe catch. it or not. Uh, I, I don't think it matters. Great, he's got something left in the tank. He totaled two touchdowns. I, you know what? Let's give Heath another try here. I think you can do it better, believe it or not. No, what would you like? Derrick Henry's top five running back again and we're all dummies? Give me a Mike Williams today. or a DeAndre Hopkins. Give me a, give me a Williams or a Hopkins, believe it or not. Well, Hopkins was hurt. Like I don't think there's much to say about that. Believe Mike it. Williams is a boom-bust num- number three-wide receiver. We all know that. The, I don't know. I mean, like, These things are obvious. <laughs> um... Is that obvious? Is Mike Williams just the boom bust number three wide receiver? If this is what he is, I'll take it. May I try my hand at a believe it or not? (laughs) Please, Dave. Believe it or not, you should sell high on Justin Herbert. This is as good as he's going to get. Oh, now Minnesota and Vegas coming up. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe that. I just wanted to put it. Yeah, out I like there. that. It's okay. He's underwhelmed a little. I'm glad bit. you I mean, like that, one, Adam. Because we all agree in the opposite direction. It's much better. Well, what do you mean? You could. I think. I think you have to have some not believe it's right. You got to keep people honest. I have lots of not believe it's. I would like the Chargers to get a new coach. That would be <laughs> nice. All right, Heath. What do we got for Buffalo and Las Vegas? We talked about Josh Jacobs. Um, James Cook is a must-start running back. Believe it. Yeah. James Cook with 21 touches and 159 total yards. I think I did that math right. Great game. But I was going to say his biggest run came at the end of the game when the game was out of hand. No, look, uh, he's really good, but it is really frustrating. How many... I can't believe how many goal-to-go opportunities they had. And it was Harris, Latavius, Harris, Latavius, Harris. Yep. James Cook got in there, I think, once. So I, d- I do want to know what you guys think about that. It is, uh, you know, cause I don't weeks, like it. Yeah, I don't like it either. But what does it mean for James Cook's value? <laughs> 16 snaps. Touchdowns will come. Yeah, I don't think you're starting him hoping that he finds the end zone when – Latavius and Damian Harris each played six of 16 snaps inside the 10. I I just think if he's going to handle more than or half or more than half of their rush attempts and he's going to catch four passes a week, you're okay if he only scores from outside the red zone. Yeah. How many, how many touches did he have in week one? I want to say it was 16. It was 17, 12 carries, five catches. Okay. So 17 touches in week one. 12 carries, four catches on five targets. So 16. 16 in week one, 21 touches in week two. These guys, these are the types of players you want starting in fantasy, but not with like grand expectations because yes, the touchdowns will come, but they'll be from like 15 yards out, 35 yards out. Yeah. You're not going to get any of the short Six, seven touchdowns tops for the season, but still, if you're going to get 
1,200, 1,300 total yard guy. That's pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How about four of the five Bills touchdowns? Damian Harris, Latavius Murray, Khalil Shakir, Dawson Knox. Yeah. Weird game. (laughs) Uh, I I think this is, this is honestly, I think a reasonable question. Um, Otherwise I wouldn't ask it. Let's say David Montgomery misses one game. He has a thigh bruise. It seems so that's not, you know, I thought it was like a serious knee injury, but if it's a thigh bruise, would you rather have Jameer Gibbs or James Cook? If it's just one game. Uh huh. Well, who are they playing? I still believe in. No, I mean, rest of season. Rest of season, would you rather have Gibbs or or James Cook? Gibbs. I'd rather have Gibbs. I'll take Cook. All right, let's go to Seattle 37 and Detroit 31. I'm not sure there's anything we haven't covered here. No, we just talked about the Lions running backs, Josh Reynolds, um, Geno. Goff, we didn't really get to Goff, Jamie. 28.9 fantasy points, big day for him. It was in first interception in 369 um, pass attempts, which was... Did he break the record or did he fall short? No, No, he fell short. Third. Um, Mm. So, I don't think he had a chance to break the record, though, today. So, uh, yeah, I mean, look, he's doing very well at home. That's the case. Whenever he's been at home, last season, Mm. over 26 fantasy points per game. This season, got, got off to a good start. So, you know, next week, you're starting him at home. I have a Saquon Barkley update the Giants believe Saquon Barkley uh, some, suffered an ankle sprain. It could have been much worse, according to Schultz report. So, don't I? You know, probably don't expect him this week, Thursday night. All right, let's see. All right, we're good with that game. San Francisco thirty, Rams twenty three. I think we are now on the order though. I don't know if you guys talked about him. Another solid performance. Two straight games with five catches for Sam Laporta. All right, uh, San Francisco 30 and the Rams 23. And, uh, I have a great we... Dave story for this game. Oh, really? Believe it. Yeah. Go. <laughs> so we're watching the game, and the Rams, Matthew Stafford throws a pick, and they're up by 10. And Dave fist pumps because he thinks he has the cover for the picks, for our picks. Oh, no. And then lo and behold. With four, four seconds, seconds left. left in the game. Down 10. Down 10. John McVay, John McVay. exactly what he was doing. Decides Helping those betters out. Gets the cover. Matt Brett Maher with the field goal. What was the uh, spread? Eight. Eight. Uh, how'd you guys do Dave, this Dave, Dave had a very... He didn't, he, I don't think he realized I saw him. Dave had a very subtle fist bump when, when they went on my 10. <laughs> oh, no. I didn't make my picks and my pick them. Oh, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Uh, yes, I did. Okay. How do you forget to do that? No, I did. It said incomplete, but that's only because there are still two games left. I have seven seven correct so far out of how many? 13? That's okay. That's not bad. All right. Uh, what's our believe it or not for 49ers Rams? Uh, Kyron Williams is the must-start running back. Believe it. I believe it. 20 touches? Yeah. Not against, not against San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> Should we believe it or not? Matt Breed is going to own this run defense in Week Three. I, I do not believe that. No. Yeah. Ugh. Daniel Jones might though. He might run for a hundred yards. Ugh. Run for more than he throws. Um. All right. Uh, Debo or Ayuk? Rest of season. Debo. Debo. I guess I'll say Debo too. 
Do you think we should be streaming tight ends over George Kittle? Not dropping Kittle, but sitting him. Not yet. You could carry a second tight end with Kittle. I'll say the same thing I said about Pitts. If you want to go with Ferguson, if you want to go with uh, Laporta, you want to go with um, who's the other one? Are you running away from Musgrave? He got off to a decent start and then kind of did the vanishing act. <laughs> um, I would be more concerned about Musgrave the fact that Jaden Reed had this game and then Christian Watson's coming back, so now I'm you sure. have those three receivers. No, I get yeah. that. <clears throat> All right, so uh, so they're running away from Higby. So, uh, <clears throat> sorry, Kyron Williams looking like a must start right now. Uh, would you, uh, any, are you going to pick up Tutu Atwell? He's 48% rostered and he has had yeah. 13 catches in two games. Absolutely. Would you drop Quinton Johnston for Tutu Atwell? No. Um, okay. Yeah, I would. In redraft, yeah. If you need a starter, then you, you move for Atwell. But if you've decided to use that roster spot for somebody for the rest of the season, I'd rather have Quentin Johnston. Here's the one factor about the Rams that everybody needs to keep in mind. Matthew Stafford's how old? 35? That offensive line isn't that great. If he goes down, all of these players are going down with him. Kyron Williams is going down. I think the biggest thing you got to keep in mind Luke is, is going Cup. down. <laughs> yeah. right. Not so much Matthew Stafford. His cup comes back. But it, and it's, all cup goes away. down too. If Stafford gets hurt, this whole thing blows up. Okay, but how many teams would you say that about their quarterback, though? We can say that about a lot, but not all of them have 35-year-old quarterbacks playing behind average offensive lines. So like, it's fun to get excited about Nakua and Kyron mm-hmm. Williams. It's it's fun to go ahead and get Tutu Atwell. Uh, I'm heading for the hills on Higby. I'm, I'm done. Um, but it, if Stafford gets hurt, I think it's a legit problem for any of these guys. It's kind of like my rationale. If I can sell high on Nakua, if I can sell high so, on Kyron Williams, I would do it. But it's the, it's high. Again, I'm not sure. So, so where are you on the Bengals guys then with Burrow with his calf injury or the Dolphins? Uh, we don't know how serious the Burrow calf injury is, but if he's fine and ends up playing, uh, I'm fine with Burrow. I would love to get Chase on the cheap. I don't think I can. I think I can get Mixon on the cheap to yeah, a degree. No, I just think any any receiving core is going to be in Poopsville if their starting quarterback goes down. Sure, but just you look, understand look, what I'm yeah. saying about oh, why Stafford right. is a little He's bit saying more Stafford's vulnerable. more vulnerable to that. Yeah. I understand. I think I, I feel like maybe we are underplaying this Bengals situation, though, and we probably should talk about it later in the week. But it, it is a little scary right now that Joe Burrow isn't 100% and just re-aggravated a calf injury. So let's take some time to digest it. I'll bring it up later in the week, and we can talk about it on Wednesday, I think. Because um, obviously we got to get to what I think was the biggest comeback in Giants history. I might be wrong about that. Giants- Since 1950. Okay, there you go. Thank you. Giants fan over there. Giants 31, Arizona 28. It was an epic comeback over a worthy opponent. The Giants <laughs> proved they are not the worst team in the NFL. Oh God. And that's important. Um, believe it or not, you should sit all Giants, including Darren Waller, this week against the 49ers. You can't say I Waller. don't believe it. No. Yeah, not Waller. Okay. I, think, I think you had everyone until the Waller thing. Everyone. So you're sitting Daniel Jones, but not Darren Waller. Yeah. Yeah. I think... You can get away from Jones. Yeah. Uh, Jones ends up with 34.7 fantasy points. Great wild day. game. I am interested to see if they'll try to get Jalen Hyatt more involved. 
um, but he only had two targets. On the other side, James Conner was awesome in this game. Yes. So how do we feel about him going forward? Just kind of start him? Just Yeah, just 15 him. running back as long as he's healthy. 4.4 yards per carry last week, 4.6 yards per mm-hmm. carry today. Yeah, he doesn't look bad. He's got some juice right now. I don't know how long it'll last. He's yeah. By by November, it might be a problem, but it's good right now. But, but this this Cardinals team has hung around now two straight games. Yeah, against two bad teams. Yeah, yeah but this is they did. But you're fan, right. This is what you want. Keep it exciting. Yeah. Fun to cheer <laughs> for a little bit. Then you lose, and you still get that traffic. Oh, oh, I almost congr- congratulated them after blowing that game. I don't know how they blew it, but it was the best thing that could happen to their organization. Uh, Schaefer is killing it with the lower thirds today. Uh, I mean, it was Falcons send the Green Bay <laughs> packing earlier. Schneier, Azer, Rally Giants to beat. Dan was so happy. Like he was kind of crying a little bit in the first quarter, and then he was just so happy. I I do think the Giants are going to be one of the best matchups in fantasy. They are the Bears right now defensively. Do you want to say anything about Marquise Brown? He had six catches, 54 yards, and a touchdown. Last week he was dreadful with 28 yards, although he did have 28 rushing as well. Um, But Marquise Brown, 31% started this week. And next week they have Dallas. (laughs) (laughs) Who do they play after Dallas? Maybe that matchup's better. better. Oh, it's San Francisco. Oh, okay. I will say, though, you want to talk about streaming tight ends. It's back-to-back six-catch weeks for Zach Ertz. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, and by the way, in the first game, Dobbs overthrew him in the end zone. Should have had a touchdown. In this game, he overthrew. He got him like laid out on a deep ball. He could have had like a fifty-yard catch. This is to Ertz. Yes. Yeah. I'm very right. surprised that Josh Dobbs. Is I know. Right. I know. I knew you were going to say that. Well said. Dallas thirty, Jets ten. What do we got, Heath? Oof. Um, believe it or not, you lucked out one week with Garrett Wilson. Don't start him again as long as Zach Wilson's a quarterback. I sure, believe, I believe in two receiver leagues. It's funny though because he had an eighty-three. Uh, you mean this week you lucked you lucked out? I you, you lucked I out this week. Don't week. do don't don't risk it again. I, I see. Um, there there are two things the Jets should do this week. Number one, get Brees Hall ready for a big <laughs> workload because that's somebody who could help them win. And number two, turn over every rock on the planet to find a quarterback better than Zach Wilson. I just don't. I don't know if they want to risk Brees Hall. Like we knew coming into this year that we should expect a, mm-hmm. a limited workload early in the year. Would you like to know his snap share? No, I don't want to throw up right now. He had four yeah, guys. You don't want to know. They had the ball for 17 minutes and 45 seconds. Can, can we? All right. Who would you rather have rest of season, Garrett Wilson or Brees Hall? Wilson. Wilson. Because it's not going to be Zach Wilson for much longer. James Cook or Brees Hall? Cook. Cook, but I was drafting it that way. I know, but then Brees Hall had such an encouraging week one that maybe things may so have changed. Did, so did James Cook, though. I know. Brees Hall just looked had had bigger plays. I, uh, it's cool, man. I'm just asking. Uh, CeeDee Lamb is awesome, and he's the yeah. only player on the And Ferguson, I, I mean, I, Dak throws his tight ends in the end zone. It just a lot. Ferguson caught one today and uh, didn't. They then, had a stupid end around to Peyton Henderson. Yeah, I know. <laughs> didn't another tight end catch a touchdown today? Who else caught one? Or is that it? Schoonmaker caught a touchdown. He did. Okay. Schoonmaker, Schoonmaker. I'm not sure. I think it's Schoon, but I'm not sure. Jaguars. Jaguars. 35. That was very funny, by the way. (laughs) Washington, 35. Denver, 27. Uh, Heath, last game. Oh, Denver scored 33. I did this. I did the notes before the Hail Mary. My bad. But I did update the stats. I didn't update the score. Washington, 35. Denver, 33. Heath. Uh, believe it or not, the Broncos are not going to have a top 25 wide receiver. 
don't believe it. Yeah, I don't believe it. Who do you think it will be? I think Judy. I don't want to write him off after one game coming off of an injury against a really yeah. good defense. Yeah, Heath, you pointed out on the show this morning that Judy has a bad history in his first game back from injury. He had a quiet game. We talked about the Broncos running backs. Nobody's adding Marvin Mims, are they? Two catches, 113 yards, and a touchdown, but those were only two targets. I dropped him in two leagues today, and <laughs> I was like, oh, God. <laughs> but yeah, oh. it's tough. I think as those other guys get better, as, as Judy gets better, then you know Mims will have games like this, but then a lot of disappearing acts. But it was fun to watch. All right, Brian Robinson is absolutely dominating carries and, and touches for this team. He's fantastic. 55-45 on snap share. Gibson played more on third and fourth downs and inside the 10. Wow. Javante or Brian Robinson rest of season? Javante. Uh, Brian Robinson. I'll say Javante. Dave, I think we should really do like in. Can you do inside the the three or inside the five instead of the ten? <laughs> no, I'm serious because I I think you know you don't score a lot from the eight yard line, and I think sometimes I I do see this with teams. I mean, they have a goal line back, uh, three yards and closer back, kind of. And I I wonder because because Robinson had two touchdowns, um, and I wonder if he was really used very close to the goal line more than Gibson. I, I don't mean just for this game. But no, I'm just I know wondering if you think maybe it's more valuable to do inside the five than the ten. I really want to hear what Sean Payton said about Russell Wilson in this game. Why? Because that fumble turned the game. Um, yeah. Did you see it? I think I saw yeah. it. Yeah, I saw it. So, um, so one of the reasons why I do inside the ten instead of inside the three is Washington had one snap inside the three. Yeah. And so... I, Robinson had it. 100% of the snaps inside the three. What right, color sure. zone would that be, Adam? Because we got the green zone, the reds is the... Oh, inside the three? Yeah. Oh. Like the hot pink zone? <laughs> that would be... I tried the magenta zone and nobody liked it. They hated me for it. So I'm, yeah, I'm done. That wasn't why we hated you. Uh, well, <laughs> why would you hate me? Just for any reason? Myriad? Any reason. All right, well, that's it for today's show. Uh, tomorrow we have Beyond the Box Score. We'll recap Miami and New England, and we will, uh, yeah, get you into the advanced stats and the snap shares and all these things. And Jacob, every time I think I'm doing some intricate research on something advanced, Jacob Gibbs is like ten steps ahead of me. So you need to hear what he has to say. Dan will break down some film, and we'll get your five big topics for Monday's show. So appreciate that. And then Monday night we have a live stream at 7:30 p.m. Eastern. So we'll see you then for Heath and Dave and Jamie and Thomas. I am Adam. I uh, hope you had a great week, too. We'll talk to you tomorrow on Fantasy Football Today.